Hello, Vineyard. Hello, Vineyard. Welcome to our next episode of the Vine Press yes. podcast. Glad you're here. Uh, we take your questions and Dad answers them. So, question for you. How you doing today, Dad? Uh, my first answer, you no, know, I'm doing good, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I've been running around, so I'm, I'm a little warm still. He was already at the dentist today. Cooling. Dad, yeah, I've been to the dentist already. Not one of my favorite things, but that's all good. Has to happen. I'm trying to hold on to as many teeth as I can. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, good, um, good days. Like, I, I feel like I always say I'm busy when I come on this thing, but it is. I'm kind of busy. You know, yesterday was... Not so busy because we try and chill on Mondays, but uh, still busy even when I'm, I mean, I was working on my sermon and I was doing some of those things even yesterday because that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, I usually do work I can do at home, at home on Mondays, but it's never like, it's just stuff you have to do every week, but it's not really a big deal. You just have to do it. Um, We had a great week last week, didn't we? We had fun last week. We had our friend Putty Putman come down and... uh, he spent some time with the staff, and then we did a last. If you were watching the last podcast, it was actually Putty on a Wednesday night, and uh, we had a great time. He uh, he was really uh, he ministered to all of us. You know, we last year and a half ago now, the staff and I went through the School of Kingdom Ministry, which was actually the the ministry that Putty started, and it was really you know it was really good. It was very helpful. Um, I think we made a lot of neat connections in there as a staff, and just very refreshing sort of. Um, time and then before we quite finished uh, COVID hit and so we finished it but it had a different feel to it because we were finishing in March, April, May and everything was different and we were busy here trying to figure out how to minister to the community in different ways and so um, we didn't quite get the finish that I had hoped so um, I asked Putty to come and and he sort of took a a few hours and, and just with the staff that went through School of Kingdom Ministry we finished kind of so I thought it was great and uh, really enjoyed it, enjoyed him and Brittany, and so thank them for coming down and being a part. And, uh, yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, it was a great week. And uh, we're excited. We've got, you know, some Vine Press questions. I think we've got six on tap at the Vineyard. Oh, I, I want to say, too, on the weekend, <laughs> uh, Billy and Angie's son came, Josh. Josh, yeah. a worship leader out in the church in Texas, and he joined our worship team for the weekend. It was great. You know, I made sure I... Thank everybody that comes in and out. Sure. Don't forget, folks. So so that was great. Yeah, we had a great time. It was a great weekend. Great worship. Okay, I don't think I have anything else to interrupt you with. But that's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so, on tap at the vineyard. Question number one. Uh, in Psalm chapter 83, verse 1, it says, O God, do not keep silent. Be not quiet, O God. Be not still. Uh, many today might say that God has been quiet over the past year or so. Okay, how can we reassure people that God is still on the move? Yeah, um, God is always on the move. So even even when things are difficult, so, and sometimes you know, I, I, I think of it this way: sometimes when so, something very difficult happens, people will almost ask, you know, where was Jesus? And I always want to point people back to that, that you know, ultimately he was, de- he, de- he was defeating sin and death for us. Uh, he was at the cross. Um, when, when he did that, he started the process of setting everything right. But everything isn't right yet. It's still a fallen world on a broken planet. And so we have a very real enemy. Um, disease is his domain. 
you know, uh, and, and he's in it. And when he, you know, uh, popped his head up the way he did, trying to, uh, and obviously did cause disruptions all over. But God was still God, is still God, and is moving in it. And, and I think we can see him moving all the time. And even in the, in the darkest times when we can't, as I said, we have, you may have to go back to the fact that where was he in it? He was on the cross. And he was dealing with everything that needed to happen so that my forever life is, is all that it, it was intended to be. And, you know, we, I think I'm probably launching more into this question than I should. But I just have this thought that we, we sometimes get so sort of caught up in the temporary that we miss the bigger picture. And we want everything now. And it's not for now. It's, it's coming and we get taste now, but, but it's still a mess now because of sin and all, something that we're all, you know, have all contributed to in the brokenness of it. But, you know, the hope, and I talk about this all the time, is that God's going to restore everything. He's in the process of setting everything right. We know a time will come when he does set everything right. You're about to get hit over there. And, uh, and, and so that's all part of this journey. But, you know, God is good, and we remember that. And he's so good that he went to the cross. He's so good that his creation, he's not going to let the enemy destroy it. He's, he's redeeming it and going to renew it. And, uh, and so all these are the things that I think about when in the temporary things get difficult. And we do have some difficulties in this temporary life. You know, it's, and I think, you know, the Scripture says don't be surprised when it happens. You know, don't. It's part of the deal. Uh, and so it, it shouldn't catch us by surprise. So when people ask those kind of questions, I think, you know, they would often say that God's silent all the time. And I don't believe it. I think God is constantly speaking. Um, I think he's, he's constantly on the move. He's constantly breaking in. That's the kingdom. Uh, and, and, you know, we just need to be looking and listening for him. And we'll see him everywhere. I saw God move in the last year over and over and over and still do in all sorts of in all sorts of ways, like just one that popped off into my head when we first started uh, COVID last year, because you said that's the time. And, and so now we ha- uh, everything's ch- we don't know what's going to happen next. Right. That's the thing. Nobody knew. You can look back and go, but we don't know what's going to happen. And now they're telling us shut down the church and we don't know what's going to happen. And what does that look like? And, and you know, um, and we as we prayed, I it felt like the Lord was really leading that that that. In that April, we needed to really reach out to the community because they had all sorts of fears. So we um, we decided right off the bat we just we're going to invest thirty thousand dollars in that next month just in outreach stuff, just buying things to give away that we could get in bulk that they couldn't get. And and so that was a step of faith. The day, either that afternoon or the next day, that amount of money came in unexpectedly. Um, I just think that's God in the move, right? I mean, it's like. How, how does that... Yeah. And the next month, slightly different amount, exact same scenario. With that day or the next day, unexpected, that, that amount came in again. So, um, and I don't just look at everything financially. I'm, 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 not saying, I'm just saying those are sort of very real ways that God was on the move uh, here that, that we were seeing. So I think that, that if you take, you take your time and look and listen, you can really see him on the move all the time and that it's a constant thing. He is that actively involved in our lives. But great question. Excellent response. Thank you for that. Next question. Question number two on tap. In your message, you sensed this was a time of refreshing. Could you uh, please expand upon that? Yeah, so that was the weekend before last, because uh, we didn't do this last week. So, so this was from Are You Ready Part 8, because, yeah, we didn't. And I had a... There, I there's had some th- leftover questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But Which is good because there wasn't other many. So in your message from two weeks ago, yeah, I just read the prompt. So really, this is on you. That's why I, I you that's can explain. Why I yeah, that's fine. There you I, go. I like to because get a right couple of Sundays time. ago, I felt like as I was praying before church, I was sitting actually in our little prayer room, quietly praying, you know, and uh, I just had this impression of of the Lord telling me that that we were going to enter in a time of refreshing, and. Um, you know, I took it right away from me. That's cool. <laughs> and then I just felt him expand that. I said, no, I think it's got a season. I think in a, uh, a summer season of refreshing. And um, <clears throat> by refreshing, I, I, I mean just, uh, I think, perhaps we'll experience the Lord. And this might be just for me in more significant ways. Not that we weren't already, but... We'll see some some things happening that our relationships will be uh, even closer connected. That perhaps some of the fear, anxiety that has been being carried around will be let go, um, uh, and and maybe even from an an examination of the faithfulness of God in this difficult time, uh, they'll be moving towards some of that. And and so I, I mentioned that I said that two weeks ago because then um, we we had our friend Putty come and I I think that was a kickoff of a refreshing time. And I felt like it was extremely refreshing for us um, and very hope-filled. And then, you know, and just looking for little things like that. I was, uh, I went to the grocery store the other morning and um, uh, Monday morning. And, you know, Mondays are difficult on, on, uh, sometimes, not all the time, on, on people in ministry sometimes. It's just kind of after the weekend, it's sort of a... And uh, so you, we, you, you might be a little vulnerable or something on Monday, but I, I walked into the grocery store, and uh, the first person that I ran into uh, said, Hey, I've just started to come back to church, and it was so awesome to be there, and it was so good, and what a great weekend. And, and I'm like, Okay, that's very encouraging and very refreshing. Refreshing? Refreshing. Refreshing. Yeah. It's a new word. Write that down. I want credit for that. Uh, we'll I'm work so, on that. Yeah. yeah. The copyrights. <laughs> It's important. Let's put it on a T-shirt. Yeah. Wristband. Yeah. I invented a new word the other day. Plagiarism. Um, <laughs> so. That's excellent timing there. I mean, that joke doesn't work in many places. No, no, but but I mean, that was like the only spot it could work. It, it was perfect. Nailed yeah. it. Good for you. <laughs> uh so yeah, so I just think I, I think for many of us, uh, we're entering a little season, and just be looking for a, a more closeness of the Lord, perhaps, and uh, maybe you know uh, I was saying last week I'm praying my last my prayer on the last weekend that it was really in my heart to pray for people was that the Bible would just open up in a in a new significant the Holy Spirit would just begin to illuminate things, and that would be a refreshing sort of thing. So anyway, there you go. Excellent. Uh, next one up, as we spend our time as believers looking at the Old Testament and the New Testament, who is documenting the presence of God and the miracles of our day? In a thousand years, will believers be talking of the miracles God performed in our time? Well, I'm, I'm really open that he comes back before a thousand years is over, but should he tarry? Um, yeah, I, I think, if, interestingly that um, there are lots of books uh, from church history that talk about the miracles and the movement of God throughout the centuries. And you can go and find them um, and read about them. And they go all the way back to 
second century, you know. Uh, so, uh, and that where the the people of God and the the people in church are writing that God is still moving and working, and we see this throughout um, history. You know, you can see it in a lot of the breakouts in in uh, the the big you know movements, the, the Methodism and and uh, all those things coming through, um, where where God was on the move, and they were recording these things that were happening as the Spirit of God, you know, the Kingdom was breaking in, and signs and wonders were happening, and and so. Um, yeah, I think, at, at, you know, a thousand years from now, you know, the technology, who knows what the... <laughs> can't even... <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, you know, uh, I think absolutely that uh, um, there are, you know, books being written today that talk about the things that God is doing, and so those will be available. It's way easier to make a book in 2021 than it was in 21. Yeah. <laughs> Literally any person could write a book. Yes, you could get, you could publish it yourself. You could put it on Amazon. People can download it from anywhere. So, you know, know. I've done that five times. I I know. I'm just saying anybody, anybody can write anything. Anybody can write a book. Yeah, and and you can even go and get a ISBN number and all that other. You can do it right. So, um, yeah. So there's lots of books being written that record it and have been written throughout the century. Great question, though. So yes, it is. It is still very interesting to think about. Yeah. Yeah. But very cool. All right, next one on tap here. Uh, in 1 John 5.16, John speaks about praying for believers that are committing a sin that doesn't lead to death and then mentions that there is a sin that leads to death and tells the reader not to pray for that person. This seems rather vague to the person asking the question, and, you know, greatly so. And don't we believe that Jesus' blood covers all sins? Yeah, I... I, I we just that comes up fairly often that question and uh uh it's usually tied to you know the unpardonable sin and that's another thing that freaks people out um so where do you go with that yes uh, all sin can be forgiven the one problem though i think the one thing that that keeps alluding to is that if you don't um come into relationship with jesus that's that's the thing that they can't get around. There's no work around that. There's one way back. God's made a way, um, and that's in Jesus. And our part is to ask Him to be Lord and Savior of our lives, to come in that relationship with Him. That's it. Um, a lot of people today, in particular, get frustrated with that. They think, well, that's not right. That's so narrow-minded. How can there only be one way? And, and uh, you might have heard me say this before. I think that's a bad way of looking at it. You ought to be thankful that there is a way. Because we don't deserve it. Um, God, God made everything perfect. Our going our own way is what's ruined it over and over and over again. And we continue to do it. And yet, he loves us enough that he came, fixed it, and has made a way for us. So, um, that's hard for a lot of people in today's world. Because they think we live in this postmodern world where everything ought to be okay. Your truth ought to be good as anybody else's truth. And, you know, it doesn't really matter. And yet, you know... We don't believe that. The, the upside of postmodernism is it has started people thinking about spiritual things again. And I always have a hope that real truth seekers have to find Jesus because um, he is truth. But, um, you know, that, that's the deal. So, so the thing that can't be overlooked is not coming to know Jesus. And, and I think that's what is getting referred to there. So there, there is that. You know, but there is a way for us back in a relationship. It's because of what Jesus has done. We have to plug into that. 
and um, and that changes our life then forever. But that's kind of that situation. Great explanation there. Thank you for that question. Got a couple more. With the vastness of the universe, do you think that God has seeded multiple planets? Yeah, that's it's certainly. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with no because we don't read about it in the Bible. And then at the same time say, I, but who knows the mind of God, right? Um, so is that a possible thing? I don't know. I, I you know, um, it, uh, that's one of those things you'll have to ask God. Well, it depends on, like, what seeded is. Like, with all the galaxies and stuff, do you think there's bacteria on other planets? Like, I don't know what God is. I don't know the plan of God. But I think the question really would be, did he, did he try it? Well, let's try it on a few planets and see what happens. Right. So I don't, yeah. See what the result is. But, yeah, you know, because we don't read about it scripturally, I would lean against it. But, you know, those, you can use your holy imagination and, and think about some of this stuff. But I wouldn't, um, yeah, just, you know, the, we have to kind of stick to what we can talk about scripturally. And, uh, and then, then we can sort of go from there. But, but really, you know, interesting question, and those kind of those kind of questions are legitimate. Is I guess everything's you know, you'd have to. That's one of those things you ask God about. But um, in the meantime, what we know is that you know, He created the heaven. And, you know, He He did this, and we can kind of hang on to that. So let's stick there. Next one. In Mark, chapter one, verse thirteen, do you think Holy Spirit instantly moved Jesus into the wilderness? Uh, the wording makes it sound that way to this person. After the baptism. Yeah, you know, because in a couple of the other two Gospels where it's talked about, he's led out there by the Spirit, and in Mark it's he's sent by the Spirit. Um, I, don't, I don't think like he was translated out there. I just think it was kind of an immediate thing. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think Mark is making a connection, and I, I talked about Mark chapter 1 the other day. Um, which is probably where the question came up. That somehow in that first chapter there, there's probably some connection with creation and what's going on and with Israel and with Exodus and with all those things. And the picture is, you know, like how Israel went through 40 years and there's a connection there with Jesus going to do it for 40 days. Only Jesus is going to do it right and he's, you know, he's the one who makes things right. So you sort of look into that process. And, you know, because Mark says this thing, the others that he's out there with the wild animals. And then, you know, you can often wonder and look like, well, maybe it's kind of like, you know, creation, you know, and there was. So all, all those things are more of that picture. So um, I just think it's a choice of wording from Mark that, that, you know, he didn't like, boom, just, you know, translate out into the desert. But uh, that he was sent, that it was a, a prompt, that, the, that God was in him uh, and that that time of uh, testing needed to take place um, and that God would use it. So, but good question. All right. That was the, that was all the questions that were on tap at the vineyard. Thank you guys who submitted questions uh, for submitting them. It's uh, it's great to hear the questions and get your responses to that. Keep sending the questions in. It can be about your devotions, your Bible study, the weekend message, uh, courses on the online Bible Institute. So, uh, send them in we've got uh this weekend coming up obviously because you know when you're watching this it'll be wednesday and 
the weekend is bound to happen. That's what we hope. We, we hope. Uh, or yeah. unless Jesus but, comes back. But there's a number of things that could yeah. happen. Yeah, so. <laughs> but let's assume that we're going to be here this weekend. <laughs> because we're prepared. <laughs> we're we're, we're ready to go. It's not yeah. like we're hanging out. No, we're, all, we're, we're ready happens, to go. We better get busy. Yeah. So, uh, are you ready? Part 10. Why don't you uh, give us a little sneak peek what people can read to get ready, what we can do. So, you can jump into the Gospel of Luke, and I'm going to be in the uh, 24th chapter, uh, I believe, and... It's one of my favorite stories, uh, and it's about uh, Jesus showing up after uh, the crucifixion and resurrection, and he's walking down the road with two of his disciples, Cleopas and uh, another disciple that's not named. And um, I'm I'm trying to... uh, Yeah, it's it's 24. Um, I'm, I wanna, I'm going to start talking more about the kingdom. I've been talking about it every week, but I'm, I'm going to take and do a little sub-series in this series on the kingdom. But the, the setup is the kingdom is here. It's just not like what everybody expected back then, and I still think it's not like what people expect. And so I want, them to get used to th- I want everybody to get used to thinking about the kingdom, A, as the what? The kingdom the is the breakthrough yeah. of God on earth. Yeah, the rule and reign of God, the breakthrough, the breaking in of God. That's that's the kingdom of God. So it's not a geography, which is what most people think. They think about kingdom, and they almost immediately think about heaven. And their next thought is it's millions of miles away. And I've been trying to unteach that this whole series. So uh, we're going to look at this passage because Jesus here, post-resurrection, they don't recognize him. I think that has to do with his resurrected body and uh, then they finally recognize him on things but he then gives them this discussion about how all of Israel's scriptures are pointing at him and if you've noticed the last two or three weeks that's what I've been trying to do because if, if when this opens up and you get the whole thing is moving towards where we're headed then it's just a completely different read um, than a bunch of sort of uh, you know, not connected, separate stories that don't make a whole lot of sense to people, and they kind of read it as a rule book, and they miss it. And so, uh, I, Jesus is there, and then he he just tells them how all of those Old Testament scriptures are pointing at what needed to happen.